The January 6th hearings are a scripted production, but information is still being hidden from all of us. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. Download and subscribe to my daily podcast to hear me get right into the news of the day. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. The president for some time has been laying out what we need to do on clean energy. We need to provide long-term incentives for investment here in the United States so that we can uh, create the jobs and the economic opportunity that flow from new clean energy technologies of the future. Uh, We have been encouraging Congress to do that. That's the right thing to do. Uh, But the president also made clear on Friday that if Congress uh, and the Senate is not going to act on that front, then he is going to take the powers that he has uh, with executive authority and take steps on that front. Wait, I'm confused. Who creates the jobs? Who? Businesses. Is he a business? No. His language is confusing. Confuses me. Where do they get these people? I swear I've talked about this for over 10 years. This whole thing with business and who creates jobs and who doesn't and all that stuff. I'm so tired of It's like every damn year you get these morons from the moron factory and they churn them out and they talk all of this nonsense about where they think jobs are created. Jobs are created by the private sector. Are they not teaching this in school anymore? Oh my gosh. I actually had a conversation with one of my kids' teachers before about that. Welcome back to, well, back. Welcome to the program. Back another day. Happy Tuesday to you. Dana Lash here with you. Got a lot of economic stuff to hit today. A few other things as well, but a lot of economic stuff. I just, I get really aggravated about that. I remember during a, uh, because we always have big, dramatic debates about stuff at our family table. And this was, I think one of my kids was in like junior high. And he had made mention of, well, you know, allowing government to create jobs. And we just like stopped the family car and had a crisis intervention. And then I immediately emailed the teacher. And I said, I want to know exactly what you're talking about. Well, government does partner with. No, they don't. Government is in the way of. I still have that email. And I said, have you ever created a business? Have you ever met payroll? Have you ever had to put your own capital in? Have you ever been the first to arrive, the last to leave? Because I have a sneaking suspicion that your answer to all of these is no. The teacher stood corrected. Didn't last long at the school, by the way. The teacher didn't. I did not do anything. Stop. Don't even. I didn't do it. I'm just saying 
she didn't last long there. But that's just bad teaching. It's bad education. And I, I made that point. I said, I'm just, you know, writing you because as the parent who's paying for education, I, 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 it is my duty to correct you when you're grotesquely wrong. It's like me coming up to you and telling you that your foot is your hand. It's not. And I'm, I'm the person who comes in the door and I'm like, I'm not going to tell you your business, but I'm going to tell you your business. I'm not going to tell you how to do your job, but I'm going to tell you how to do your job. I'm a parent. That's the way it is. It's the way it works. And I feel like that needs to start at the home for a lot of these people. I cannot stand, I'm going to tell you what, I cannot stand turning on my television and seeing these, these goofballs that came out of the, the whatever crap university that they went to where they clearly didn't learn anything. And they immediately go to work for a Democrat campaign. Immediately go to work. Now, my son is going to be graduating college. He's going to go into law. I didn't tell him what to do. I, as a parent, am only there to curate and encourage my child to embrace and maximize their God-given gifts. And we had, oh man, these groups and campaigns that were, were asking, oh, I'd like to have my, my son work on the campaigns. And I just have this. I, there's things I don't like. I don't like young preachers and I don't like uh, people under the age of, uh, never, who don't own property and have never paid taxes and never started a business. And they get these, a lot of them are legacy positions. This has nothing to do with youth. It has everything to do with experience. This, for the same reason, I don't like Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders has never run a business. He's never had to meet payroll. This man has never done a single damn thing in his life. He's never had a private sector job. Has nothing to do with youth. It has everything to do with experience. Bernie Sanders is a 70-something-year-old dude with zero real-life experience. So to my point, I was telling these organizations and these people, I'm like, why the hell do you care about what my kid has to say? Because I was thinking about all these people that like come out of these very far left universities, never ever work a day in the private sector, never had a sweat, never did a job that was tough, never had a chore. And they go right in to these campaigns. And I was like, why? Why do you want my kid? My kid doesn't know nothing. My kid never had never not paid taxes except out of his part time job paycheck. He didn't know nothing about opening a business. Said, I'm going to answer for him. You're not going to come to me and think that there's going to be like some, you know, because of the, the last name or something like that and, and inflate his ego and think he's got something to say when he doesn't because he doesn't. So make him learn the hard way. Make him work. He's working today. And I just get the impression when I hear these like the soundbite that we just heard, I get the impression that these dudes haven't worked. Correct me if I'm wrong, I'm not, but for real. Right? These dudes have never worked. And you can tell. So the, man, I got more, guess what, I have more new polling. It's bad. More new polling about the president. It never gets any better. Nobody trusts this guy. This is from, let me pull this up, Morning Consult. He is underwater in 44 states. Underwater in 44 states. That is something else. (sighs) This, uh... Looking at the numbers on this, roughly two in five voters 
approve of his job performance. And this is in Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin. Now, they say, obviously, he's generally he's generally more popular among Democrats who identify as liberal than Democrats who identify as moderate or conservative. Well, duh. They looked at voters in 44 states. Man, it's bad. It is going to be if he were to run, if this was a primary election. If this was a primary election, it would be an electoral bloodbath. There is no way around it. And it's because for the simple fact that their policies don't work. People are mad. And it's understandable why they're mad. And you know what, too? The left is angry. I've noticed one of the reasons... The left, the left is, is super angry because it's getting increasingly difficult for them to defend their party and to defend the policies. I saw this last night, and I got the video of this. If you get the newsletter, you already got it last night. Case in point. You know how leftist groups have been targeting the homes of senators and congressional members and judges and all of this stuff. Well, apparently, now they're targeting state lawmakers at their homes, too. It's kind of unbelievable. But there it is. Now, one of these cases, because we've, we've watched everything with Kavanaugh, and we watched a number of party leaders on the Democrat side uh, sanction this. They refused to condemn it. So, apparently, over the weekend, there was a guy who was arrested... He showed up on the porch of a Missouri House candidate and threatened this guy's entire family over a mailer. Do we have this audio? Because if we don't, we should. I posted it last night. The irate man approached Buddy Harden's home, walked right up his sidewalk, right up his sidewalk, knocked on his door. He was upset over a mailer. That, you know how these politicians, they send mailers out. Normally, if you or I get a mailer of someone that we dislike, we throw it in the trash, right? That's usually what we do. We throw it in the trash. Not this guy. He decided to go to Buddy Harden's house, walked up his door. He has all kinds of stuff written all over this newsletter, everything that's awful, all over this mailer. And the doorbell caught it all. Now, the video I have is not censored. The one that Fox 2 had is censored. Let's go ahead and hear this. Do we have the censored one? If we don't have that, that's unfortunate. So, when we have our stuff together, I'll play that video for you. So, gas prices apparently are down 50 cents. This is the latest from the president. They've been dropping, he goes... Gas prices have been down for 34 days straight, about 50 cents a gallon. It saves the average driver about $25 a month. I know those extra dollars and cents mean something. It's breathing room. And we're not done working to get prices even lower. Just ridiculous. 50 cents, really? And it's still like $100 or some odd more than when we were 
you know, several years ago. If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust, American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualifying order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188 or text DANA to 9 Nine nine eight eight nine nine. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188 or text Dana to 998899. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. A McDonald's and a Dairy Queen in Missouri are having a sign war and things are getting messy. Actually, it's kind of funny. It's all in good humor. They're across the street from each other in Marshfield. McDonald's started by saying, hey, Dairy Queen, do you want to have a sign war? And Dairy Queen responded that they were too busy making ice cream. And then McDonald's said that they were salty like their world famous fries. And then the Harvest Bank got, is it Harvest or Harvest? It looks like the age fell off. They said, don't be salty on our account. And then they said, behave, DQ said, behave or we'll flip you like our blizzards. And then McDonald's says, that's cute, our ice cream makes itself. And then DQ goes, you mean it actually works? Shocker. And it just went on from there. Then all of the other businesses got involved, including the La Gazuelas Mexican restaurant across the street that said, yeah, our ice cream is fried. And then the Arvis Bank once again said, ice cream machine broken, we have a loan for that. And then McDonald's said, what's a milkman in pantyhose? A Dairy Queen. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it is uh, very impressive, to say the least. A wild argument broke out in a courtroom. Kashanti Short was suing Richard Jordan in Flint, Michigan, for intentional infliction of emotional distress. She got she got into an argument with the judge, Herman Marable. Now, why what, are they all in court? Because Short sued Jordan because he did not show up to a date with her. And so she said that it hurt her feelings and decided to sue him for not showing up on a date. I don't think any jury would convict this man. I would I would encourage no man to show up for a date with this woman. That's crazy. A uh, super, super ironic headline here. Psychics and tarot readers are under siege by Instagram scammers and online fatigue. A beleaguered workforce, writes Vice, is confronting a legion of impersonators. You mean they didn't see it coming? I'm just curious. Just there, you know, just FYI. They didn't see it coming. Uh, this is endlessly amusing to me. So we first told you, remember our, like this is all back, I think, before Christmas. Chris Cuomo leaving CNN, decide he's not gonna be able to work there anymore, blah, 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 because all the stuff with his brother, etc. Well, he apparently tried to get a blue-collar job after he was fired. Then he had to withdraw the application. Uh, because he realized apparently actual work was involved. 
So sources apparently told Daily Beast that Cuomo, he applied to be a volunteer firefighter with the East Hampton Fire Department. But he was forced to pull his application because after he met with fire officials, he determined that he was incapable of putting in the time required for the volunteer position. He balked, said sources, that's their word, not mine, at the time commitment part of the job. The East Hampton Fire Department Chief Dwayne Forrester said, quote, it is a very time consuming thing. There are monthly meetings and drills and you have to meet a percentage of your calls. That's why we don't have many celebrities, end quote. Now, he had filed a $125 million lawsuit against CNN demanding $15 million in lost salary and $110 in damages. Doesn't look like it's going to go well for him. But the fact that this guy could not even put in the bare minimum, he realized that it requires actual skills in that vocation and that they weren't going to hire him just because his name was Chris Cuomo is pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. So there you go. Uh, Also, let's see here. Oh, she's still around. The Rosie O'Donnell lady. She was bragging about melting down after seeing a pro-life protest. She did a big old long video where she professed uh, her hatred for uh, pro-life, blah, 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 blah. I honestly had totally forgotten that she was around still. So that's, look at that. UK is breaking the record for the highest temperature. So apparently it's 104 degrees in like in London right now. And there are fires raging. It is uh, 95 with an expected 109 degrees, 110 degrees here in the Dallas area. So, but did you realize only 3% of buildings and homes in London have air conditioning? Whoa, what? That's the stat that I saw. I, I'm like actually looking at it because that sounded super sus, but I hope not, man, because 104 is hot. Stick with us. With the recent rulings from the Supreme Court, it's worth mentioning that these wins didn't happen on their own. It took the support of companies like Patriot Mobile, who have passionately fought on behalf of the unborn and your constitutional rights. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider, and they've been on the front lines fighting for your values. This is why Patriot Mobile is different from every other provider out there. Inflation has made it really hard on many Americans, and thankfully, Patriot Mobile has plans for almost any budget, and they offer the same nationwide coverage as all the major carriers. So you get the same great service, plus the knowledge that your money is going to a company fighting for the sanctity of life, religious freedom, and the Second Amendment. Visit PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Use offer code Dana to get free activation. If you're a veteran or first responder, please let them know because they have special discounts just for you. Come join the movement and make the switch. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana. PatriotMobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. The Supreme Court's decision reigning in the EPA might be the most critical Supreme Court decision of the year. I'm Bill Walton. On the latest edition of The Bill Walton Show, John Vecchioni and Casey Norman of the New Civil Liberties Alliance join me to explain the ruling and long-term impact it may have in our fight against the administrative state. Join me. Follow The Bill Walton Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. DanaLash.com. And make sure you sign up for that newsletter over at Substack. A lot of good stuff going out about that, including this story. 
Now, we were talking a little bit about this. We needed to get the video. I mean, the guy loses his mind in the video. And the reason that I bring this up is, first off, I think people should be named and shamed for doing stuff like this. Not as, I don't, now there's a difference. I don't like mobs. I really hope that this guy sincerely apologizes and that never, and never does it again and then everybody can go back living their happy little lives. That would be great. However, I don't know if that's going to happen. We'll see. He's apparently going to court at the end of August. And the guy I'm talking about was this guy who, he got a mailer. And normally, if you get a mailer from a politician that you dislike, and I get them all the time, we're normal people. What do normal people do? We throw it in the trash. We don't drive and find where they live and show up on their porch and scream about how we hope that their kids and their grandkids and them and maybe all their animals, who knows, get killed by AR-15s. Like this guy said. This, this is crazy. I posted the video last night. And it is so not safe for work. You cannot play this at work. I told, sidebar real quick. I've told you, you, you folks, you family out there listening, our radio family. I said this before and I actually had a couple of you one time write. Well, I played this in, uh, at the office and I didn't realize. I told you that there was a language warning. When I say that, that means don't have it on blast in your office. God love you. The guy is William Wakeman. He walked up to the house of Buddy Harden, who is running for state rep. Can I just say that Buddy Harden looks like one of the most innocuous, least threatening people I've ever seen in my life? He looks, yeah, he's a grandpa. I don't mean that as like a pejorative. He's like the type of grandpa that has the candy jar. You know what I'm saying? Like the Werther's. Everybody knows the Werther's is grandpa candy, officially. I don't know why they don't use that as their advertising slogan. You know that Werther's is grandpa candy. I know that when I would go, that was the one thing that my grandparents would splurge on. And I mean splurge, don't joke. My, they were poor in the Ozarks, okay? They couldn't really, rocky earth, they did some ranching, there you go. But grandma would have these cookies in her cookie jar. It was one of those old style 70s mushroom jars, you remember what I'm talking about? Yeah, you do. And uh, they had Werther's Originals. That's always like grandpa candy, right? The barber that I used to take my kids to, they had Werther's Originals. And they were both grandpas that did hair. Anyway, he looks like he could be the spokesman for that candy, right? He looks like he would be friends with Wilford Brimley. Real friendly dude, right? Very friendly. His, and his flyer, he doesn't even go at anybody in his flyer. He is one of the friendliest flyers. All it said is pro-life, pro-police, and pro-Trump. Well, that totally riled up this William Wakeman guy, who boy, he lost his ever loving mind. So like I said, if we were to get mailers from Democrats that we don't like, we throw them in the trash, but not Wakeman. He went to Buddy Harden's house, goes up on his porch, rings his doorbell, and then he proceeds. He, I can't even show you what he wrote all over the mailers. They're expletives. Blank you. Uh, he called Harden a, an overweight female copulatory organ repeatedly. He wrote this on the mailer repeatedly. He had blank Trump and he was really mad with the whole pro-Trump. It literally said that. That's all it said. We have some of the audio from the doorbell camera. 
Imagine getting this mad over a mailer. Listen to this. Birds chirping. Seems like a nice day. Hi, is Buddy here? No, not right now. Is that your husband? Yes. And then he realizes. Hmm. I, can't, I can't speak to you the way I want to speak. So then maybe you should tell him to leave this freaking Trump, pro Trump, on his own, on his own god porch. Him and Trump, he should be. He's a treasonist. Oh, okay. A treasonist. He can. Wow. Now, as I said, the guy's name is William Wakeman. The video that that we're showing uh, came from on the simulcast of the nationally syndicated radio show came from Fox Two. the uncensored where you can see is everything is on my sub stack uh, chapter and verse, because I just don't think that these people should be like I said, I don't, I don't want him to get fired from his job and I don't want a rage mob, but I hope maybe he sees how ridiculous he looks. You know, I would be against anybody who tried to get him. I would, but this is shameful and he should feel shame. You should feel bad. He should feel horrible for this. Who does this? And she is very polite. I wouldn't open the door. I really wanted to yell into the camera, why are you opening that door, girl? But, and it, it was weird because Harden had, you know, kind of the Grandpa Werther's candy response, right? He's like, well, I just can't believe in this day and age. He's not filing a restraining order or nothing against this guy. He's just saying, I hope that people can learn how to speak. I, here's the thing. The way that he, that Harden reacted, he did not overreact like AOC would do. Somebody like Cat calls her on the steps of the Capitol and oh my gosh! <laughs> it's nuts. Oh man. So can you uh, the reason why people like this dude are mad? What do they have to get excited about with his party? Look, if if things were going real good for Democrats, if Democrats could look at their party and go, wow, we love these. We, we love the no inflation. We love the fact that we're not in a recessionary period. We love how cheap and affordable gas is. If they could say all of this, they would be happy. They would be excited about getting out and voting for their people come election. They would be so happy about it. Instead, they're miserable. They're enraged. Now, part of this, too. Is because of how the left has handled this for so long. They've been targeting the homes of senators and congressional members and judges. Nancy Pelosi has just said, well, they're just protests. The party party leaders have defended it. There's been zero condemnation. Senate Democrats, according to Politico, haven't objected to those protests at SCOTUS homes. They noted it. The White House, according to Washington Times, condoned the run-in protesters going at Kavanaugh when he was eating dinner. They barely had anything to say about the guy who was arrested after he told law enforcement he was there to murder a Supreme Court justice. They have long ignored this. They have 
le- there is left-wing incitement because they've used it. They have long ignored their violent and confrontational activists in their ranks because they need that manufactured agitation to turn off a vote. That's why they measure this thing called party enthusiasm or voter enthusiasm. When enthusiasm's low, that's real bad. That's, a, that's an indicator of how you're not going to have people turn out. This is one of the reasons the Georgia special election and in 2020, I was really concerned about some of the enthusiasm in some in different parts of the states. And in Georgia special election, there was like low enthusiasm and there was a horrible turnout. I mean, it kind of it's, you know, hand in hand. Party policies, Democrats, their policies don't alone drum up enthusiasm, like I said. So they got to convince their very impressionable base that their poli- any policies or thought opposite their own is violence. Like what that one broad told uh, Senator Josh Hawley, that your questions about uh, men and women, that's actual violence. I mean, that's one of the things that she said. And, he, and she goes, your line of questioning is, you know, it exposes trans people to violence. That was her direct quote. Hawley's like, my question is violence? And she's like, yes. They think that any opposition or dissent is actual physical violence. And then, of course, don't forget, you had Schumer kickstarting the target of all these, the targeting of these justices when he's like, you know, there's a storm coming and you're going to pay, Kavanaugh. Remember all of that? Well, then here you go. A couple months later, a guy's arrested outside uh, on the same street that Kavanaugh lived down the road from his home, told police he was there to murder him. It's insane. The fabrications of the Putin price hike and the temporary inflation are not working, but they got to have a boogeyman. They have to distract from the real cause of everyone's anger, which is their own policies. The base find it increasingly difficult to defend their party because at some point, the reality that this isn't about logic anymore is revealed to them and they don't know how to reconcile that. Because then they have to face the fact that, oh my gosh, I'm being a partisan, not someone who's doing this on truth and logic. And that results in angry episodes like this with Wakeman going up to this Buddy Harden's house and ringing the doorbell. That's not an exchange of smart ideas. And I think it's a symptom of a, a problem with the health of a republic, to be honest. Now, I was looking at, we were talking about the net approval Biden's popularity amongst voters in all 50 states. I mean, it's like non-existent. Non-existent. What are they going to do as midterms get closer? What are they going to do as the primary gets closer? That's that's one of the that's one of the big things. Now, a few other things to mention, and I think that this is a significant development as it relates to education. Now, I question the nature of this guy's practice and you know, all that stuff. But every now and then, I am very interested in coming across a bit of common ground. So everybody knows the attorney, Ben Crump. He was, he first, I think, shot to national uh, recognition with the Trayvon Martin case, and he was there working with the George Floyd family. He was in Michigan, all kinds of stuff. Uh, Shonda Patterson, every, a lot. And now this is interesting how he's doing this. He's or no, he's added the, the parents, Giovanni and Shonda Patterson. Those are his clients because he is now helping them fight against Baltimore City and their public school system. Now, according to Baltimore Sun, the Patterson sued in January. They claim that both parties have defrauded taxpayers because they have not provided acceptable education to public school students, which I think is correct, particularly when you consider 
the lockdown. Scott Martyr, another lawyer representing the Patterson, says this is a unique re- approach because they're citing the past school lawsuits to try to to argue over civil and constitutional rights. It's a very interesting thing because it's it, he says Crump had said that the lawsuit this it, this is about the system and how the system has failed our kids, which is true. He says educational injustice it leads ultimately to racial injustice. Now. There is something you might, I know the, the immediate reflexive action is to label it CRT, but I'm going to tell you something. As a mother who lived in downtown St. Louis, blocks from the, the Bush Stadium, I homeschooled my kids because public schools lost their accreditation there. The people heading up those schools got busted for, uh, I mean, they were t- stealing money from the school at a grotesque amount. If you live in the city, you either pay, you either play the charter school lottery, or you, you pay to go to private school. It's expensive. And the public schools there ain't nothing at all to write home about. They have been horrifically mismanaged. Who do you think that affects? Who is it that Democrats, you want to talk about tricking that whole Muriel Bowser remark from yesterday that we discussed? There's another way Democrats trick their voters. They promise them all this stuff under the sun, and what do they deliver? Look in Democrat-run cities like my hometown of St. Louis. I was a city booster. I lived in the city. I lived on a regular street like everybody else in the city. And I know it's very important to progressives because they love to put everything in a racial box. I was one of two white families on my street. Doesn't matter to people who don't check that stuff like progressives do. Everybody complained about the school system. Everybody on my street, all the young kids, my kids and their kids would all be playing every day. We'd be riding scooters, all this stuff, drawn on the sidewalks and that. Everyone complained about the school system. Everybody. It was the one thing. It didn't matter how old your kids were. It did not matter what race you were. Everyone came together as one in complaints about that. And it wasn't just our street. Our whole block, our whole area. I was in McKinley Heights. And I like my neighborhood. I like my area. We could see the crime coming in. The drug dealers didn't mess with our street because they knew if I was out there, I was carrying. And if kids were out there, I was carrying. Because it was starting to get... They, it, they were reoffending. They'd be wrist slapped and let back out on the street. So you have crime, you have bad schools, and you have Democrats that fail to honor the promises. Yeah, so Crump is not wrong there. But it's the Democrats that are perpetuating the same racial injustice on this same demo as they have been for generations. We're going to talk more about this here coming up. We've recently had some huge wins for truth and the American family. So it feels like the pendulum may be swinging back to a point of sense. And the center of change has to be the family, your family. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. It might feel overwhelming to wrangle everyone to the table and still make a great meal at the same time. But Good Ranchers makes it easy. Good Ranchers delivers straight to your door and guarantees meat born, raised, and harvested 100% here in the U.S. of A. Whether you grill or put it in the skillet or oven bake it or fry it, all the meat 
meat tastes like you did so much more work than you actually did. So right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. Make gatherings at the table common again with Good Ranchers and support American agriculture. Visit GoodRanchers.com slash Dana to start bringing people to the table, creating change in America, and eating seriously delicious food. Right now, use code Dana to get $30 off your order plus free express shipping from GoodRanchers.com slash Dana. Red meat, black coffee, truth telling. The Dana Show. Ah, yes. Here's a happy little story for you this morning, or today, came out this morning. Internet users have now, somehow, they successfully, and it was old Roe who did it, they designated the spot where Biden fell off his bike in Delaware as a historical landmark named Brandon Falls. It's on Google Maps. It's legit on Google Maps. I was like straight up joking about saying that maybe they should put like a marker there. But yeah, there you go. So it's real. real. It's called. And then they also were the ones who kicked off the well, they jumped into the trend of uh, the Biden bike challenge. They call it Bideny. But Brandon Falls is now official historical landmark on Google Maps where Biden legit fell off his fell off his bike. There you go, folks. Stick with us. We got more in store. Another hour on the way. Old routines die hard, like those multiple cups of coffee and sugary energy drinks to stay alert. Well, I discovered a healthier way to get the sustained energy I need without all the caffeine and sugar. Super Beats Heart Chews. I just unwrap a chew or two in the morning and let Super Beats Heart Chews do the rest. I feel great about what I'm doing for my health. Join me in the new way to start your day with Super Beats Heart Chews. I challenge you to try it for 30 days and give them your feedback. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, and candy for a quick pick-me-up. I've been taking Super Beats Heart Chews for years, and it's an easy and convenient on-the-go boost to your overall health and energy. Make Super Beats Chews an essential part of your busy day. To make it easy to get started, I got you up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. Hurry, it's their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com for up to 45% off. danasbeats.com. So it's about making a choice between what is the short term and the medium term so that we can make sure we have enough oil and gas to support us through the transition and what are the kind of steps that we don't want the oil and gas industry to take that would have long-term consequences when we don't want uh, new major projects that would take 20, 30 years to, to become profitable. So we have to make that differentiation to make sure that the American consumer has what it needs to grow, to gl- grow our economy and the global economy, but not take steps and endanger the climate uh, work that we're trying to do to make sure that we're on a better footing to accelerate the transition. Mm. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. Happy Tuesday. Second hour here as we start our midday. And that was Biden Energy Advisor Amos Hotchstein saying that we have to stop projects and limit oil usage so as to accelerate the transition. That sounds kind of wild to say something like that. So you're telling me it's we're, we're, this was the plan the entire time to make everybody suffer the pain and how much money we're spending at the pump, how much money we're spending in, in getting goods and services because gas has increased, which has also increased the the price of everything. I mean, that 
You have a whole nation of people upset about gas prices and inflation, and this is the talking point that your administration is sending out? Yeah, well, it's supposed to be like that, and it's actually going to get worse because we have to force you into certain consumer habits. So we're going to make uh, make it hurt for you. This is the government artificially. They're manipulating the economy. They're manipula- manipulating energy. And they don't have anything as reliable as replenishing fossil, which fossil fuels is such a stupid misnomer anyway. That's not even accurate to say. Oil and gas, oil replenishes. This is, these are people who don't understand A, science, or B, geology. Of course, they also think that uh, if you have a vagina, you can't be a woman either. Uh, you know, that's, that's by choice, apparently. So who knows? It's, this is irresponsible. That's actually, I feel like that's criminal. I mean, it, it really is. We have to make people suffer because you want to reap a financial whirlwind for green tech. Because that's all this is. The only people who benefit by forcing everybody into green stuff are all the people who have investment in it. It's not. Think about this for one. Think about this for a moment. In Texas, and I've seen this in California, but in Texas, they were telling people, well, be careful about how much electricity you're using. You know, let's make sure that, uh, you know, because we, we don't we want to make sure the grid's OK. And it's not just Texas. It's California and elsewhere. But hey, what if everybody. OK, if you have all electric vehicles, how the hell do you think that's going to affect the grid? Do you see what I'm saying here? They they don't make sense. Their policies, none of their policies make sense. But this isn't about making sense. It's about their bottom line. And to that point, where's this story at that I had? Because this was also incredibly interesting. The situation with uh, Hunter Biden, the Washington Times, I believe it is, has a great story on this. Where they had mentioned that, yes, Biden apparently still has a stake in this in this uh, company. Records show that his, the Hunter Biden founded company still holds a 10% stake in a Chinese, uh, that Chinese energy firm. That seems incredibly significant, don't you think? Yeah. Hmm. Chinese business records still list the LLC, Scan Italy's, started by Hunter Biden as a 10% owner of the Chinese investment firm BHR Partners more than seven months after the lawyer had lied and said, no, 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 we totally did invest, de-invest. We totally did. I don't know what you guys are talking about. We're, we de-invested. Except y'all didn't. In fact, Chris Clark, Chris Clark Hunter's lawyer told the New York Times in November that his client no longer, direct quote, no longer holds any interest directly or indirectly in either BHR or Scanalitalis. And... He told the Washington Examiner, Clark did, please read the language you quoted and internalize it. He was real snotty about it. Oh, but yet the latest filing from BHR itself from last month absolutely shows the 10% stake. Hmm. Wow. Interesting. I'm just curious um, how much money they're making off of selling out national security and uh, for the green industry so they can be richer. This is just, in, it's just irresponsible and criminal. So you're suffering unnecessarily so Hunter Biden can get rich. That's ultimately what this is. And that's not, uh, and Joe Biden really. 
that's from everything that's been reported, that's not in any way hyperbole. It's just, just uh, something else, man. I know we're all, it's, it's every single day, something else with them. That's why his job approvals, 38%, the lowest of all presidents at this point, lower than apparently Jimmy Carter even. His own economic advisor is rejecting claims that the White House blames everyone else when prices go up and praises Biden when they go down and, and admits that calling inflation transitory was, quote, too ambiguous. Meanwhile, the baby formula shortage is worsening. New York Post says, yeah, it's still even it, it's still bad because they have not done anything to ease the restrictions against importation. You still can't import, so you, so you have to spend more money to do what our private shipping companies could be doing already. It said still, week ending July 10th, almost 30% of powdered baby formula products were still out of stock at U.S. stores. It's a higher percentage than what was reported for May when the shortage dominated the headlines. It's actually worse than what it was. Wow. And it's... Uh, And nothing done to ease, like I said, ease the restrictions of actually ordering it from Europe. They make everything worse. In California, the number of destitute living on Sacramento streets has soared 67% in three years. It's actually higher than San Francisco. The rape, the number of rapes have doubled. Robbery has skyrocketed by 42% an increase. Dangerous, dangerous, dangerous. These, these are the, this is what they're creating. They're creating this mess. This is, these are what their policies have brought. And then, as a way to distract from this, remember when AOC got catcalled and she acted like it was the worst thing ever in the history of the world? Wait until you see this story. So Maya Flores made history. She is the Republican nominee, and she's running here in Texas. And super historic, scaring Democrats. It's terrifying them. And Democrats are furious at the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee because they're blaming them over this loss. This, this loss here. And this is, uh, this, and it, this was a special election too, by the way, that took place. I'm pulling up the original because this was back in May. It's uh, 34th Congressional District. And you had one Democrat who resigned from office without finishing his term. Abbott called for a special election on June 14th. And then that's when uh, uh, Flores, the Republican candidate, uh, Myra Flores ended up running in that special election and took it. And so that sent shockwaves flipping that seat. Myra Flores flipping that seat the way that she did in the 34th Congressional District. First Latina House Republican from Texas. It's being hailed as a vanguard in the oncoming red wave for midterms. And it was a good 51 by 43%. Democrats are so scared. 
First off, you saw Nancy Pelosi shove one of Flores' kids at Flores' swearing-in ceremony. Now it's come to light that Representative Vincente Gonzalez paid a blogger to attack Representative Flores as a, quote, cotton-picking liar and other things that I think could be, it's supposed to be uh, a slur. They've really, they, 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 they have nothing to say against her except just this stuff. So they call her, they called her 21 times, this blogger called her Miss Friolis 21 different times. And in the blog. And other bigoted and racially charged things. Including the cotton pick and liar and all this other stuff. That's what Democrats, you know, they say that. And then it turned out that they're being, this blogger's being paid by Gonzalez. By Democrats. And they attacked her. She's the first congresswoman born in Mexico. And they were trying to actually do a birther thing against her. Can you believe this? Like Hillary Clinton's lawyer, Phil Berg, did with Obama and started that whole thing. They're trying to do this with her. Democrats. That's what Democrats do. Holy wow. It's just. They have nothing else to do. You have Jill Biden talking about uh, her husband's presidential agenda in the past tense. Town Hall noted this. They picked this up and I thought it did stand out. It was weird when she said he had so many hopes. What does that mean? Is he not going to they're They're trying to figure out who can run. They have to do something to fix this problem with Biden. Who the, who do they have? Pritzker. I think they're they're sending maybe they're sending Pritzker out there as a way to make Newsom look better. But then you have Klobuchar who's going to be a wrench in that whole dynamic. I don't know. It's wild, isn't it? Wild. But they're in trouble. They're in trouble. Here's another story we're going to talk more about here, too, coming up. And I have a, a, a media aspect related to this. So this was over at the Gunwriter. Lee Williams had an amazing story and video. The ATF conducted a surprise firearm inspection at a man's home without a search warrant. It was a live video feed from the man's doorbell camera it was in delaware and it began with he's a small businessman and it gets in how these it was two atf agents and uh, a state trooper delaware state trooper that showed up to do this now i'm reading this piece and it seems like the guy might be an ffl and you can be an FFL and be small time and just do stuff like even hobbyist kind of stuff. But this is the problem of becoming an FFL because that means federal firearms licensee. This is what Democrats wanted as a de facto backdoor registry. You, you basically sign up for infringements. If you're an FFL, by way of accepting that license and doing, doing anything under it, you're consenting to warrantless search and seizure. That's how they have written the law.
Much of the media doesn't cover some of the most important stories of the day. I'm Byron York from The Byron York Show. In my latest episodes, I will discuss how the January 6th hearings have become a completely scripted television production to fit a Democratic narrative and how no one is still asking why so many important details are still being hidden from the public. Don't forget, download and subscribe to the daily No Chit Chat podcast. I don't talk about every single issue, just the ones you need to know the most. Subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick 5, brought to you by Caltech. So Nancy Pelosi's plan to visit Taiwan is prompting outrage from China, and so I actually support this. It's going to be the first trip in 25 years by a Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, and that is going to enrage China because China refuses to the point where they don't even want Taiwan accepting visitors from other world leaders. They think that Taiwan is part of China because they adhere to what they call the one China principle. And that means that all these other countries that China, one China principles that China thinks that every country is theirs, essentially. So they're already, they're already quacking and squawking about it. They're, they're mad. America's birth rate increased by 1% from 2020 to 2021 after dropping the year prior. Connecticut and New Hampshire have recorded 7% increases, according to the CDC. Now, they're calling this the pandemic, you know, the lockdown, not really a baby boom, but kind of, you know, for the most part. And I'm I'm wondering, though, what that looks like in states that had the strictest restrictions. You know what I mean? Like the states that had people locked up the longest, if they noted any increase in birth rates specifically. Or if, you know, they're leftist and they, I don't know, who knows, Planned Parenthood, I don't know. I'm just wondering. I'm just curious about that. But we do need to keep up, though. So we need to make sure that we are maintaining our birth rate for sure. So the apparently the border is being swarmed so badly that the Biden administration, according to Daily Caller, is begging for news outlets and journalists to help process the massive wave of illegal entrants coming across the border every day. This is according to an internal government email obtained by Daily Caller. They said that, I love how they try to to swindle people into this if you want to talk about being tricked. It was uh, from uh, the acting chief executive officer, Quelo Chow, wrote to agency employees in the email, I'm excited to share an opportunity for you to serve on a detail with the U.S. Department of Homeland Security as a member of their volunteer force. So they they hold out the carrot of you're going to get maybe special coverage. But the kicker is that you're going to actually have to work for free if you want the special cut. Is that not unbelievable? That's pretty wild. Wow. And a man in his underwear walked through CNBC's live shot. Just walked through the, you know, the perils of just, you know, doing television at home, live television. And a guy walks right back. Dog's barking. Guy walks back in his underwear. You knew that another one was coming. Stick with us. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. A police said that the gunman had a high-capacity magazine and had this bystander not intervened when he did so quickly, more people could have been killed. I mean, but are we all supposed to rely on an armed 22-year-old? Shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. Shouldn't have to. Oh, my gosh. Well, what are you going to do? Hmm? Are we all supposed to have a food court? I mean, you're, you're lucky that he was there. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here. 
This is this ongoing story. I wrote about this yesterday of this, the hero in Indiana that stopped that shooting at the Greenwood Mall. Even the, the company that had, because they made it a gun-free zone, but, you know, I'm glad that it wasn't for him. I, it is, and the audio that we played, what's her face? Allison Camarota. From C- that's CNN that we played. That's the talking point that's going around. That it's a vigilante safety net, or that it's um, he's not a hero. Like we all supposed to rely on. What? Do, what? What do you mean? Do you want to rely on the cops that like the ones outside of Uvalde? Because I feel like we could have used a couple of vigilantes there. Yeah, Kane's like, are we supposed to throw our Panda Express at the at the bad guys? Like, what's like, what are we supposed to do? This is the Greenwood police chief on that hero. Listen to this, Audio Soundbite 7. I will say um, his actions were nothing short of heroic. Um, he engaged the, the gunman from quite a distance with a handgun, uh, was very proficient in that, very tactically sound. And as he moved to uh, close in on the suspect, he was also motioning for people to exit behind him. Um, he has... To our knowledge, uh, he has no police training and no uh, military background. He just trained on his own. One of the grandmothers, one of the women who her granddaughter was like by him when this happened. They don't know each other, but he told her to get down and get behind him. And the grandmother was like, he's a hero. I'm so proud of him because he saved her life. And they're like, oh, are we supposed to rely on that? Aren't they snotty? Aren't these people so snotty? The moms demand um, former Monsanto PR person who got hired to, for the Michael Bloomberg's pretend grassroots moms group moms demand. Uh, they, they had to delete. She had to delete a bunch of her tweets because they were going after this guy and acting like he wasn't a hero. And he is. He thank heavens he was there. I mean, it's these people are so snotty. They this shows you kind of the. It's a class warfare thing. How? Oh my gosh! You have to you have to defend yourself. You can't afford private security. Stop being poor. That's who these people are. That's what I hear when I heard Cal- Allison Camarota say that. That's such irresponsible quackery. As we said yesterday, we had this discussion yesterday because I keep seeing it being used. They're trying so hard to tear this dude down. For doing nothing but saving lives. Everyone else from the theater to the police say he's a hero to the, the other people who were there. He's not a vigilante. He didn't go off seeking this stuff. The crime came to him. And by the way, vigilanteism is a word with a meaning. Lawful, self, lawful defense of life does not qualify. Vigilanteism literally means that you are going around the law. You are, you are doing something outside of the scope of law. That is not what lawful, th- what this is. Defense of life does not qualify th- as that. And I'm so tired of these people using these words because these words, it is important in these discussions. Certain legal penalties apply depending on the usage of certain words. Like I said, we could have sure as hell used a couple of vigilantes in Uvalde. These people, the thing is, is they don't believe in the good guy with a gun because they think that firearms are, they are not inanimate objects. People like Allison Camarota and all of these anti-Second Amendment activists who are just up in arms because a lawful law-abiding person defended other people's lives, they think that guns are like these cursed talismans that, that 
impart on their bearers an insatiable desire for carnage. That's what they believe. They think that a person is fine and then you introduce a firearm and then suddenly that person's evil. And self-defense is condemned because you may imperil the criminal in the process of defending your obviously less valuable life. So to these people, there is no right to self-defense. There's a right afforded to criminals, a right to to commit violent criminal actions without the expectation of physical force as a deterrence. You know, the absence of evil makes us safer. You can't legislate evil out of existence. But you, you cannot take away from people the ability for them to avail themselves of a criminal's violent actions. I mean, it's this 22-year-old, he was legally carrying, Indiana has constitutional carry law. And the girlfriend, they, one reporter spoke with Elisha Dickens' uh, girlfriend. And... Uh, no, she was with him, and that's and the grandmother's like, I'm so happy that he, you know, they saved them. Greenwood Park Mall had tweeted about. It. I mean, it's <clears throat> it's unbelievable. Thank heavens for this for this 22 year old. But that they look at this, they look at self defense. Yeah, and it was a gun free zone. Why do you think he was choosing this stuff? They look at self defense as like you don't have the right to it. So case in point, an update on this story about Jose Alba. He, remember the bodega owner in Manhattan? Oh, I'm sorry, Bogada, the Bogada breakfast taco in Manhattan, according to Jill Bite, right? Isn't that how it goes? <clears throat> yeah. So the Manhattan district attorney had asked the judge to dismiss the murder charges against the bodega worker, Jose Alba, because he was defending his life. He spent five days on Rikers. The stab wound he got wasn't got infected. I mean... There should never have been charges in the first place, but this is going to burn your grits. Listen to this. Oh, boy. You know, when I say that is serious because, you know, you don't be doing that. What happens to the broke girlfriend who was on camera? And if you're a subscriber to the newsletter, you get the still of her stabbing uh, Alba. What happens to the broke girlfriend who repeatedly stabbed Jose Alba in the arm as her boyfriend roughed him up? So Alvin Bragg, no joke, felt that she was defending her boyfriend and there are no charges against her. She stabbed Jose Alba three times. Three times she stabbed him. Oh no, but uh, D.A. Bragg. This is the piece, this is what, from what was told in New York Post. Listen, quote, well, let me wait, let me rephrase that. The police told New York Post this. The police had asked this, uh, asked Alvin Bragg's office whether or not this woman's going to get charged. And they told the police told New York Post that the that Bragg's office said they were refusing to charge the woman because they felt she was justified because she was helping her boyfriend as he was being slashed. Actually, she stabbed him first. Oh, my gosh. So let me hold up. Do you realize a Alvin Bragg is one of the stupidest men alive? What a joke of justice this is. 
So because the boyfriend was attacking Jose Alba and Jose Alba was defending himself, she stabbed Jose Alba first. They feel that she was justified in helping attack a man who was defending himself against her thug boyfriend. Oh my gosh. Man, I would be, I would be having a civilized riot outside of Bragg's office. Unreal. What a joke. Everyone's like, I have no idea uh, why she's not charged. The DA's office said one cop, quote, the DA's office looked at the tape and felt she was defending her boyfriend. They didn't feel charges were necessary. A Bronx prosecutor said, I have no idea why she's not charged. Her boyfriend was the aggressor. You don't get to protect the aggressor. That's not how this works. Jeez. She had a debit card. She was so broke. This bee could not even buy a bag of chips. Okay. Her, her boyfriend is walking around in a $350 designer t-shirt. Now, that assumes that he bought it because it seems like from their behavior, maybe he didn't. After the third time, when her card was declined, that's when she had a fit. She blamed Alba for it. And that's how this all started. Can you, you don't get, protecting the attacker is not justifiable self-defense. That makes you an accomplice. Thank you. This B is an attacker too. Oh my gosh. That's the logic of the DA in Manhattan. I'm going to tell you something. If you don't want vigilanteism, then you better serve justice to the people. I promise you, you will get vigilanteism. Because a lawful person will honor a lawful law. But when you start bastardizing that law, does it deserve to be honored? That's the million dollar question. If you don't want people taking justice into their own hands, then maybe you should deliver it in the republic. See, this is an unequal application of justice. This action is unconstitutional because they are prioritizing this broke girl, this broke woman over this. Now, I like our republic, and I agree with our founders. I am not necessarily, pro- I don't immediately run to vigilanteism. But I will tell you this. When the republic stops serving the people, when justice is not delivered, when lady justice isn't blind, but in fact apparently serves one group over another, like Alvin Bragg is doing, then vigilanteism seems acceptable. The tree of liberty has to be watered, so as Jefferson said. I know that makes a lot of progressives who don't understand our history and the Constitution, never read the Federalist Papers, don't even know what they are, uncomfortable. But that's your problem, not ours, for living in ignorance in this era of information. Can you believe that? So what, you can protect attackers now in New York and it's fine. But heaven forbid if you didn't wear your mask to protect a virus that didn't protect you against a virus that wear a mask was ineffective. Stupid, stupid, stupid. There's no justice in New York. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Oh, man. I don't even know where to start. I have something on this, but I have new things, too. So first off, let me get to this Florida guy who saved a black bear. A Florida man, a heroic citizen, tranquilized. I'm going to try to say two words at once. Rescued a tranquilized bear. 
that was apparently in danger of drowning. It was in four, a 400 pound black bear residential neighborhood in Florida. They tranquilized it and then it ran into the water and started drowning. So a guy ran in and saved him. I don't know much about the guy, but the photos are pretty crazy. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, this in uh, Dundon, Dundon, Dundon. A $30,000 fine for overgrown grass could cost this dude his home. <sighs> Dundon homeowner's $30,000 fine. It was upheld by the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals. He could actually lose his home to foreclosure. He's on a fixed income, two bedroom, one bath house. Here's the thing. I, I, I don't even want to read this whole story. My problem is this. For the people reporting him, because he has a broken mower, he didn't know the fines were piling up. He's in a, he's in a tough way financially. Not a single damn person offered to help him with his grass. And this went all the way up to the 11th Circuit Court. How feelingless and what an absolute indictment on the souls of everyone who was around him. That's how I look at it. That's ridiculous. Isn't it? I mean, why would you not help the guy? Why would you not help him cut his grass? Sad, 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 sad. All right. Uh, let's see here. Um, hmm. I love when people forget you're on air. Uh, frozen stiff. Would you ever buy this ice cream? An ice cream. A guy transformed a hearse into uh, an ice cream store or an ice cream truck in Florida. Tampa Bay business called Frozen Stiff's Ice Cream. It's a hearse, and it's serving ice cream out of a casket freezer. And they play the Adams Family theme song. Okay, I have a hard enough... Pro- look at this. I want you to look at this hearse, and you tell me if you're going to actually buy... Would you actually legit buy ice cream out of this? It's an old, like, uh, green-colored hearse. It says 1967, and so it's a novelty truck. There, there, there were dead people in there. Dead people in there, and they call it the ice cream hearse frozen stiff. Oh, no. Wait, I see keto ice cream. Though. See that Shut sign? up. Says That's keto. a trick. It's a trick. It is. It's... <laughs> uh, my mom wouldn't let me... Like, when I was younger, when I, in the you know late 80s, early 90s, I, I was a teenager in the 90s, when I was a little kid, I always wanted to have, I love the ice cream truck, but my mom was always like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about the health of it. You know, maybe I think they picked their nose and put it in the ice cream. Just, she would also, she never let me hold a Roman candle either. See, I was just like really suppressed as a child. And I always wanted ice cream from the ice cream truck. To this day, if I hear an ice cream truck, I will run at it. It's like this Pavlovian's dog response now. I was denied it for so long. But it's the ding, 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 ding song from the actual ice cream truck that you're listening to. This hearse is playing what? The the what, Adams Family. The Adams Family thing? I would not go out and That's, get that. Yeah, that doesn't. As a germaphobe, there is no amount of scrubbing that you're going to do on this. The only way that you could make this where I would purchase from it is by destroying the car and everything in it and getting a new truck and putting new ice cream in that and calling it something different. So not being that at all. There's from no. Formaldehyde flavor? Oh my gosh, it's so na- There's just, it's nasty. How are they in business? I mean, if some people, if that's their jam, you know, I'm not, I don't believe in like government regs on all that stuff, on like how much, what you're going to eat and all that. But dude, this is nasty. So I'm so sorry. I get it that everybody's trying to find a shtick, but the ice cream hearse, that's like the opposite of what the ice cream truck stands for. It stands for innocence and goodness and weird shape. 
you know, ice cream has like when you would get like a SpongeBob ice cream, it's all misshapen and weird and it doesn't look like him. But that's like the joy of youth, right? Stick with us. We got another hour on the way. I'm totally grossed out now. I have a hard time with ice cream anyway. I'm not a fan. We know, NAACP, that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. And today, extremist so-called leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women for making health care decisions for themselves. Hey, has she said anything about the draft on this? I mean, when you talk about not having ownership of your own body, I've asked this for forever. Welcome back to the program, third hour of the show. Dana here with you. Happy Tuesday. Why? Man, that's just weird. She, that's just such a stupid like thing to say. She's trying to speak to black Democrats who support abortion is what she's doing. But her analogy is so just so dumb. Uh, it really is dumb. I'm, I'm it's just wild that that's her. I don't know. It's just, she's trying to position this argument it is just, yeah, I don't know. Is I don't think that that's there. I guess the racial justice issue of abortion, is that going to be their new try to their spin on this? Seems like a weird spin, but yeah, I don't think that she's ever said anything about the draft a friend of mine wrote uh yeah what similar choice did slaves supposedly make to bring on their own ordeal what alternatives did they have to ownership by whites from cradle to grave i mean you're comparing slavery to people choosing to have romantical times and then that uh, yeah unprotected romantical times that results in the thing that results from those romantical times and that's just like slavery wow uh that's a that's a lame gosh that's just like so shallow (sighs) but at least she actually made a sentence you know at least she actually had like a a full sentence Karine Jean-Pierre when she was asked whether or not Biden agrees with Harris's remark here this was a little interesting thing listen to this Uh, just following up on something something the vice president said today, does the president agree with her that the recent Supreme Court decision on abortion access is similar to slavery? I have not seen her comments. I would like to see her comments for myself her before. Was, we know NAACP that our country has a history of claiming ownership over human bodies. And today, extremist so-called leaders are criminalizing doctors and punishing women from making health care decisions for themselves. Well, she is correct. Today's decisions are criminalizing doctors um, and essentially taking the rights away from uh, women, uh, taking the freedom away from women, uh, uh, really what freedom? Uh, taking away people's privacy. That does matter. What? And that is important. Slavery. So the president but agrees. For me, I, I appreciate you reading out what she said. I need to actually see exactly what. Uh, what was uh, uh, what was uh, what was said? Um, yeah, it's unfortunate because you're never going to see anything else about it again because you know that he has you right there. Yeah, it's. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like one of the few times that she actually well, like audio soundbite fourteen. This is what she normally 
sounds like when she speaks. So at least she's joining together. Of what you did then. So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do on all of these issues, the American people win. Do what you do, because when you do that, you know, you do stuff. You do it. It's, mm, it's great. It's, um, it's really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I just saw a really dumb story. I want to get to the AOC thing, though, but I, oh, I'm going to come back to this. Oh, it's so difficult. Do what you do, because you do what you do what you do. That's what Juan, Juan added. <laughs> so AOC, the drama queen who is AOC, pretended to get arrested at an, was it an abortion rally? A protest for abortion outside of the Capitol? Is that? Outside the Supreme Court. Play some of it. You got the audio. She held her hands behind her back and acted like she was being arrested. It is so lame. Is that a band? Where do they have a night show band there? She puts her hand behind her back and she acts like she's totally getting arrested. And it is, I don't know why she is acting that way. She's being led away from the Supreme Court. Everything with her is drama. You were murdered. Okay, you obviously weren't murdered because you're alive and you're basically intact. You weren't murdered, buddy. Yeah, you weren't arrested, buddy. You weren't arrested. She's, she's like, look at me, I'm being arrested. I'm just holding my hands behind my back. You're, but you're not. You're totally not. And then she raises her hand up and then pretends to go back to being arrested, pretending to be arrested. She is so drama. Can you imagine if they, if, if what was done to Myra Flores was done to her, where Democrats paid a blogger to call her all these sl- My- Myra Flores all these slurs simply because they're so terrified that she's a Republican Latina, the first Mexican-born from Texas Republican member of the House and they are so against that kind of diversity that they started Democrats paid NBC has a story on it it came out uh what is it uh Vincente Vincente Gonzalez paid a blogger apparently to well not apparently paid a blogger to racially slur her and then do birther stuff like are you even here legally and all that I'm like oh my gosh dang what was it Kamala Harris said? Do you own your own self? I don't know, because that's the party that you know wanted to pretend otherwise, and they still kind of do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Just, uh Now, here's the thing that I see, and I, let me go find this. I had it up here. It, it had to do, I'm going to get into the whole uh, Rachel Levine stuff as well. But I saw this. It's on my it's it's on my rundown and I can't okay. I have it coming up next hour or next hour, sorry bottom of this hour. So the House is set to vote on a proposal that will codify same-sex marriage into federal law. So I was against the Defense of Marriage Act and I'm against this. Now why you might ask? Well, the Defense of Marriage Act that was something that was a Republican thing. Dana, why were you against that? Why? Do people of faith appeal to a godless government to recognize their union sanctioned by God? You all know what Paul wrote to the churches in the early days, correct? About going outside of your church and appealing to godless things for validation or justification or approval. I mean, that wasn't a small chapter either. 
Why are we doing it now? That's what that's what I said for Doma. With this, why? I mean, I I think that you have contractual agreements between adults, and I don't believe that that is the same thing as a ceremony. And because weddings are not just weddings are not just you know with the white dress and everything else, you know that might be part of custom now, but the ceremony is appearing before God and promising God that you will honor and care for this other person. You're not promising this other person. You're promising God in front of God, this other person. You cannot have, and this is the way that, that people of faith look at it. You can, and biblically, I mean, you can be uncomfortable with what it says in the Bible, but take it up with God. In that faith, you cannot codify a faith and demand a faith recognize something that scripturally it absolutely speaks against. Now that's, if you want to have, you know, a ceremony to celebrate or whatever, a contract that you enter with someone else or an agreement you enter with something else, that's different than the Christian marriage ceremony. That's why I was like, I roll my eyes when I see same-sex couples try to force churches to marry them or force all this stuff. You're demanding, you're appealing to a religious or, or a body of faith to recognize something that it speaks against in Scripture. You're not going to fake pronoun your way into that. That's the issue that I have. It's not a popular thing to say because I know that in the, right, the sphere of the right, everyone tries to so badly be so uh, accommodating to everyone else that they're totally fine with even overturning religious uh, uh, doctrine. But that's the nature of it. It gets down to you're forcing someone else to accept something that their faith does not. That's like forcing women to accept a dude that as a, as a female. We don't. That's different from having a contractual Agreement. I don't believe the government can prevent adults from entering into a contractual agreement. But what I don't get is this insistence that we codify something. Now, I understand the argument about health and all this other stuff. And there's been arguments that, you know, have been made. But I still think that it is not something that the, the federal government is to be involved in. Is it Article 1, Section 8? Because if it's not, then no. The end. And so Democrats are now trying to say, oh, my gosh, Republicans are going to end that, too. Anything that doesn't go their exact way, even if it's something that. Is that diverges slightly from what they agree with, what they agree. Then they cannot. They can't deal. Then you're against it. It's so silly. So a few other things here coming up at the bottom of the hour. I have Woke and Rachel Levine for you. Rachel Levine is the male health and human services deputy secretary or whatever. And he was speaking and saying he wants kids to be able to get trans surgery. We're going to talk about that. And also they're going after Rosa Rita or no, sorry, Rosita. Uh, I know this puppet. Muppet. Muppet. Puppet. Same thing. So Sesame Street's Rosita is branded as racist and now they are threatening to sue her. The, the Muppet. What? Because at a Philly parade, 
the actor and the puppet apparently uh, quickly hugged a white girl and then there were and then apparently walked past two black girls and they said that the Muppet was racist. And so there's that. So we're going to talk about those things. I know, dude. I don't know. Everything is awful. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. All right. So, where do you even start? Uh, let's see. I have one story that I just want to run to. Uh, few able and fewer willing. U.S. military can't find recruits. Maybe you guys should do more videos about my two dads and all that kind of stuff. You know, maybe you guys should screw up in Afghanistan and all that stuff a little bit more. Hang your folks out to dry. You know, I'm just saying, you know, because that really, I mean, you know, nothing is a nothing is a recruitment tool like watching what you did to the Marines in Afghanistan. Just saying. Government. Local army recruiting station. Their army saying they're having a lot of time, a lot of t- some tough times to re- recruit. It's getting harder and harder. It's a new story from Yahoo News. Yeah, well, I, I said what I said. Oh, let's see. This is a great story. An incredible moment. A pizza delivery guy, 25, saved five children from their burning home. Jumped from a second story window, cradling a six-year-old girl. 25-year-old Nicholas Bostic was driving through a neighborhood in Lafayette, Louisiana, around midnight, July 11th. He spotted a house engulfed in a raging fire, pulled up outside with the intention of calling firefighters. Then he realized he left his phone at home, dashed inside with no regard for his own safety. And he was about to turn back, but then he saw the outline of a terrified teenager at the top of the stairs who was hurting a bunch of kids. He saved all of them. He's being hailed as a hero. He had a, he got smoke inhalation and he was in the hospital on a ventilator for a while. But he's expected to make a recovery. This is unbelievable. Oh my gosh, give this guy the keys to all the cities. And let him run the company. I don't know. I'm just, I think that's awesome. Uh, Here's a new tax on stupidity, guys. You ready? And gals, ready for this? So apparently uh, at uh, Texas State University in San Marcos, you can take a course in Harry Styles' masculinity. Yeah. Here's how the course is described with the the, uh, ad for it. It says... Styles, Harry Styles and the cult of celebrity, identity, the internet, and European pop culture. This course focuses on British musician Harry Styles and popular European culture to understand the culture, cultural and political development of the modern celebrity as related to questions of gender, sexuality, blah, blah. First off, I think whoever wrote this needs a lesson in basic grammar. Learn how to not write run-on sentences, split infinitives, and end with prepositions. Just saying. Would you take that class? No, I can't. Be- and it counts towards honor studies. It is a tax on stupidity to pay for that class. It absolutely is. And you should be mocked and shamed for it. This is why nobody has any faith in higher education anymore. Also, Thor Love and Thunder is falling flat on its face despite all of the feministy and all of this stuff. You know, I watched the Bill Burr special and he made one of the best points I've ever heard. For all the bitching and moaning of feminists about representation in Thor, here you had it and you broads aren't even going to see it. Just like the reason why women's soccer performs so poorly against men's soccer is because all you feminists don't go and see it. Same thing with WNBA. You guys talk such a great game and then you don't support it when you get it. It's all your fault. Stick with us because we're going to hear from the guy who says he's a woman and runs Health and Human Services. We'll talk about that coming up.
Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app, weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. So we really want to, 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 to base our treatment and, uh, and to uh, affirm and to empower these youth not to limit their participation in activities and sports and even uh, uh, limit their ability to get gender affirmation treatment in their state. Gender affirmation treatment? The hell is that? I mean, first off, welcome back to the program. Your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, with you. That uh, fine feller was uh, Rachel Levine. What? The deputy secretary for Health and Human Services, Kane. Respect his authority. He says that we got to empower kids to go on puberty blockers and get sex reassignment surgery. Spoken like an old dude who really doesn't have that long of a life to worry about screwing up the rest of his with abusive hormones, non-essential hormones and medical and un- unnecessary medical surgery. I don't take this. It's not about health or science. This is a guy's cosplaying as a female and then telling everyone, check your kids up on hormones and let's uh, let's operate on them. That's what he is. No, do not expect me. I am not. I will slap you in the face with my logic. I will not have my free speech right as a free American woman completely taken over by the patriarchy, the progressive patriarchy that wants to tell me how to speak. I do not have enough middle fingers on the two hands which God has provided me to show you. I only have two, sadly. If I ever did get surgery that was unnecessary, it would be probably to attach another one. Just saying. So this is what uh, this this is what he's it's his transgender official. He wants kids to be able to get trans surgery. What? He. He. Does he have balls? He's a he. Right. (laughs) That's right. Not talking about sports here. You knew what would shut me up. Oh, I know. I mean, just saying he is he's calling the surgery gender affirmation treatments. Do you know how dangerous it is? The hormone thing. I'm actually legitimately worried about kids health that do this. Do you realize what that's going to do? They haven't even studied the use of these hormones in this way. Holy cow. That is so. Dangerous. I, I just I'm just. It just shocks me. When I think of gender affirmation, I think of like them walking into a room and like there's applause. Like, yes, you are. I don't know. I, it's just weird. That that's that phrasing. He says that, you know, talking about harassment and bullying sometimes in schools and community. Then what is that? What is a hormone abuse and surgery have to do with that? That seems like a job of parenting. You know what I mean? That's. And it's also harassment and bullying. What I see, you know, activists like, you know, some of the Rachel Mitchell, you know, some activists like him do to women if they don't uh, completely allow their language to be dictated by trans activists. They're slurred with with progressive patriarchal uh, terms like turf. Man, sidebar, that's a podcast turfing it up. Just saying. Do you think Odyssey will have a stroke? If I'm like, hey, I, I, here's an idea. T- 
turfing it up. Hosted by Turfy McTurfson. <laughs> Just <laughs> Hey, you know, turf backwards is fret. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, um, man, it, I, this is not based in science. And I, it's, I mean, it's for real. Like this, this is, uh, Biden's deputy, or sorry, assistant health secretary. And this was an interview that he gave with MSNBC. Yeah. I mean, I love how you can just like put out accusations without any evidence and it's just completely accepted yeah and cut one is in contrary to the evidence that actually exists listening to uh yeah go ahead because this is sterilization i feel like this is like a trickery it's like to trick people into sterilizing themselves well, you know, it, it, trans youth are, are vulnerable, um, and they suffer significant harassment and bullying, uh, sometimes at schools or in their community. They have more mental health issues, but there's nothing inherent with being transgender or gender diverse, which would predispose youth to depression or anxiety. It is that harassment and bullying. Uh, you know, um, it's not true, actually. And secondly, I think that parents who subject their young children to hormone abuse and unnecessary medical surgery are themselves abusive. That's like your kid having, you know, an issue with drinking and you're giving them alcohol. It is. Tell you what. All right. So the other issue is this racist Muppet. Rosita. Wait, Rosita? Rosita. The racist Muppet. All hell has broken loose. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So what ended up happening is there's a video that's like nine seconds long. There's no context at all. At all. And it says that the actor dressed as Rosita was had hugged a girl and then walked past two young black girls in the video and had gestured no towards them and and was gesturing elsewhere too and then walked off and the mom said it was because the Muppet was racist oh boy the this was in in, uh, at Sesame Place amusement park in Philadelphia on Saturday nine seconds we have no other context and even Ben Crump. Now, after I agreed with him earlier about education, now I'm going to disagree with him because this is so stupid. He goes, this is disgusting behavior and heartbreaking. You had nine seconds of video. You can't. We're showing the video on the simulcast to the nationally syndicated radio show. And she was gesturing elsewhere. And I mean, it looks like there's a lot of kids there. And I don't know if they I don't. But they're like, oh, it's racist. Not gonna even going to ask any questions. So now the mob is looking for whoever plays the Muppet and they're going to ruin their lives. And the mom puts this on her Instagram account. It's nine seconds. And now you have Sesame Street. Oh my gosh, it gets dumber. She said, oh, she hugged the, the Muppet, hugged the little white girl next to us. And so the mom complained and all this and oh my gosh. So Sesame Place in Philly came out with a statement. Of course they did, because everything is stupid. And the statement says, quote, 
Our brand, our park, and our employees stand for inclusivity and equality in all forms. That is what Sesame Place is all about, and we do not tolerate any behaviors in our parks that are contrary to that commitment. We also are and have always been committed to making sure every family and child has the best possible experience. Blah, 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 blah. The performer portraying the Rosita character has confirmed that the no-hand gesture seen several times in the video was not directed to any specific person. Rather, it was a response to multiple requests from someone in the crowd who asked Rosita to hold their child for a photo, which is not permitted. The Rosita performer did not intentionally ignore the girls and is devastated about the misunderstanding. We spoke with the family and extended our apologies and invited them back for a special meet and greet opportunity. Oh, blah, 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 blah. I mean, and then all of course you, then you have all of the other, and then Kelly Rowland got involved in it. And then you have all these other moms who are experts. This is the news of Pruder film. Did Rosita ignore these girls? <laughs> And all these other moms that don't have nothing better to do are getting online. Oh, my gosh, this is horrible. I mean, everyone is losing their damn minds over nine seconds. And they don't even know. This is the, one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. The reaction to this. Has anyone ever worn a Muppet costume? You can't see a damn thing in these things. Number one. People, I think, want to be offended. And there are people out there who want other people to feel like they're being, that, that something's done to them to make them feel offended so they can make money off of it. This is so stupid. And there's no reason why. We don't even know the race of the person involved. So I, I don't, and they're like, this disgusting person. Oh my gosh, going after, going after all of this. And so they said that now Sesame Workshop, the nonprofit that runs Sesame Street, says it's going to conduct biased training and a thorough review of the ways in which they engage families and guests. Jeez. Kane is face palming. Kane, are you okay? Rosita's a racist. Remember- She's a bitch. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the hell? Um, <laughs> Remember the, the, like during COVID protocols where you couldn't even shake hands, you couldn't engage with people, you had to be six feet away and the whole nine. And in a lot of these places, they still adhere to some of these COVID protocols. <laughs> um, I don't understand why that's such... This has nothing to do with coronavirus protocols. This yeah. has to do with there's a lot of kids there and you got someone who has limited visibility and a giant Muppet costume. Exactly. And, and, and people who are just have a fetish with being offended. But I feel like those same people are the ones that would complain about COVID protocols not being followed, I guess is my overall point. I don't know. Nobody's wearing masks or anything like that. I just and you can tell that there are a lot of people. And you can't even see where the mask is looking because it's a giant Muppet mask. It's a giant Muppet mask. You can't even tell where they're looking. What kind of parent also raises their child or children to feel like they are actually being victimized, even when they're like not? That's not empowerment. You're you're giving them a massive, massive not just you're I mean you're that's emotional abuse is what it is. I I just it's just so this is so insane. So the rage mob is in effect. I'm sure that like by the end of today, um, we're going to see, like they'll have the, they'll have identified the actor and they're going to ruin their lives. 
I'm just waiting. So it's going to happen. It's so sad. It's sad. But it's a Muppet. Get over it, people. Not everything is racist or sexist or istist or whatever. But Rachel Levine is a man. Want a behind-the-scenes look at The Dana Show? Subscribe to Dana's Chapter and Verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things Dana at DanaLash.com. Parents who, who don't want to wear a mask indoors in school, are there any other options for them? For the fall, there are some options. They can go to our uh, school that's online. Um, they can opt not to return to the regular school, but to go to the school where they don't have to go to school at all other than via Zoom. Yeah. Or they could just also their parents could stop paying your overinflated salary in taxes since they're not getting anything for their money. And um, then you just, you know, and they just leave the state and go somewhere else where people actually follow science and allow their kids to not wear masks the entire day in school. Welcome back to the program. That's the San Diego Unified School District president saying, yeah, if you don't want to wear a mask, don't come to school. Oh, wow. So we're not following science still. It's dumb. We haven't worn masks here in forever. If I have to go somewhere like to a doctor's office, not even then, but there are some I think that require it. I purposefully will make it so stupidly on my face that you have to tell me to do something. And then I'll, yeah. I'm not doing it. It's so stupid. Dumb, 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 dumb. And it's still the cases that have all their injections, the countries that have all their injections and everything else, they seem to be having the worst cases. So, yeah, that's kind of the way it is. Uh, Let's see here. I just saw a video of Ilhan Omar apparently fake arresting herself. She walked away alone with her hands behind her back because she doesn't have any handcuffs on, and she, wow. She literally pretended to arrest herself. <laughs> These broads is dumb. <laughs> I'm just saying. Dang. Mm. This is what they're doing. Do they actually pr- like propose any bills? I don't think they actually do anything. I think it's just they... Um, it seems like they only uh, exist to get like to protest and get attention for themselves and clout chase. That's all I see them doing. She literally has no, none of them have any handcuffs on and they pretended to get arrested. Uh, I'm, they act like it's a bad, bad thing. You were murdered. Okay. You weren't though. You weren't, you weren't though. That's how, yeah, that is. No, that's sad and lame and they're just so overdramatic. So overdramatic. Today in Stupidity Kane, what's we got? All right, New York Health Commissioner on camera admitting they basically lied about pediatric numbers as it relates oh. to COVID because, you know, they, they had an agenda. Oh, and, uh, the numbers that we gave on pediatric admissions weren't intended to make it seem that children were having, um, you know, having a, uh, uh, an epidemic of infection. These were small numbers that really? we reported in our health alert. Uh, there, that was based on 50 hospitalizations, and I've now given you some larger numbers, but they're still uh, small numbers. It mm. really is to motivate pediatricians and families oh. to see. So it was the a lie. I'm done vaccine. hearing her. Yeah. It was a lie. Yep. Yeah, Pretty much. It was all a lie. All a lie. All a lie. All right, folks, uh, make sure you sign up for the newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack. I just saw an email about how apparently Ricky Gervais's first stand up in seven years. I think he may have drunk the woke Kool Aid. Yeah. 
That's... Yeah, it seems like that's what he did. That's so ridiculous. That's sad. When Just when you think people are open-minded and are thinkers. Never meet your idols. I never actually met him, and he's not an idol. Have a great night, folks.